welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. There we go. Hello. Welcome to episode 469 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? I am doing okay. I'm still being tested and having prodded from the unit I'm in. But uh, I'm okay. Excellent, man. You're looking well, I must say. Um, and yeah, we're talking this week about winning. Is there a right way or a wrong way to win based on some stuff I've seen going on in tennis, actually? So, because uh, it's uh, Wimbledon's on, isn't it? You're a big fan of uh, you big fan of tennis. You watch it once a year or all year round? Yeah, tend to, tend to. Uh... I like the strawberries and the champagne, really. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, the apres tennis. Yeah, yeah. It's big. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's cool. When I was a kid, I used to watch. I mean, on telly, sports of all shapes and sizes, and uh, you know, I would know the world. I could probably recite the world top twenty, men's and women's tennis. But uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling. I struggle to find the time to keep up these days. But. I, some of the old guard are still there, aren't they? The uh, Nadal's yeah. and uh, Djokovic and all that, and Andy Murray. But amazing. There's a whole new batch of players I need to get up to speed with, really. Well, this year is their centenary, so <clears throat> they've all come out the woodwork. Even the old ones, they're old now. Ah, right. Okay. Right I didn't hear that. Coming out. Yeah, they had a, they had a thing on Centre Court where there was a whole load on there, which Very was nice. good. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, and they gave Sue Barker a nice big round of applause, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Very nice. And uh, anyone that wasn't around it, Boris Becker. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think is um, oh. doing a stretch for a fraud on his accounts or something. Yeah, he had a bit of a, a few yeah. legal, illegal issues, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Um, so yeah, a, a quick mention to all the uh, any new listeners out there. If you go to liveinthepresent.co.uk, you'll f- you'll find all the show notes and links from this, this episode. Sean will write a, a blog post to accompany. Whoa! Will I sneeze that? Edit that sneeze out? I'm not sure. Probably not. It's not how we roll on this show. We don't do no ed- <laughs> edit, do we? <laughs> Bless me. Um, Make it real. Make yeah, it real. and if you can, if you can, yeah, stand stand the sneezes, and you want to get weekly alerts alerts for the show, then stick your email address uh, in the box on the homepage, and we'll send you weekly alerts and some meditation files as well uh, that you can uh, get stuck in with um, that might come in handy. So yeah, there's a there's a is there a right way to win? Uh, we'll, we'll we'll start it off by talking about tennis, but then we'll widen it out to uh, more general society. Because there's a chap uh, this year, he's, well, he's been around for a while, Nick, I think he pronounced it Kyrgios, Kyrgios? Oh, yeah, I think so. So he's a Greek-Australian, he, re- he represents Australia, player, male player, uh, who's, I think he just got to the quarterfinals yesterday. Uh, but he's he's kind of the John McEnroe of the of the day, really, because uh, he's, he's a very, very talented tennis player. Some of the shots he plays are unbelievable. But he's also uh, got a bit of a fiery temperament. Uh, and I think, well, he kind of uses it to, or tries to use it to his advantage by getting in the head of the, the player. And even the, the fans in the stadium, actually, he's quite, he, he doesn't mind kind of a bit of aggro from, from supporters. Or, uh, and it's quite fascinating to watch. And you do wonder, yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you make of him, Sean? Do you think he, uh, do you think he adds, adds to or detracts from his game? 
I think some people need that kind of energy to actually be able to perform. Mm. Um, and sometimes they need the hostility of the crowd as well to get them going. Because um, then it's like up yours. Um, <laughs> I, I, I deal, I mean, with, with whatever you sort of bracket you put this in, you know, the way to win. win winning is the exercise of power. And power and ego and arrogance all go together for me in all the systems that I work in, not just um, the kind of business systems. It's true in the NHS as well. Um, you, you have a, a hierarchy of power of which um, in most of the systems, the surgeons are are the top of the tree. You know, we are the ones that we, we've got the ego and the power. Mm-hmm. Um, and... A lot of people in that position expect to be recognised. They expect you know, that you recognise their power and you bow to us. I mean, okay, with the royal family, you actually do bow and curtsy. Mm-hmm. You're acknowledging that kind of power point um, in the sense that you cannot win. It's already set up, so they, they are the winners. Yeah. Uh, and that's true in so many situations, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, just getting back to this player before we widen it out again, I do, I do get, I don't think he would be able to operate as highly and win. I mean, he's through to the quarterfinals, I think. So by the time you listen to this, you might be out actually. Um, uh, so that, yeah, that might kind of put us, put a bit of the brakes on things. But I'm not sure he could reach the levels he does reach without that bringing out that either that side of his character. Because I think if he didn't, if he didn't let loose within the match. Um, and kind of, you know, talk back to the umpire and get, kind of get the try and get in the heads of the, the guys he's facing. I'm not sure he, I think he would have to internalize it then, wouldn't he? And it might, I don't know, he, he might spoil his own game and he might might not be able to win that way. It would be interesting to see actually if he if he was able to win um, without, I mean, obviously many other players, uh, most of the players managed to win okay, uh, kind of with a very cool and calm temperament. Uh, I, I, I don't know about that. I mean, yes, they can calm themselves when they come to to um, to play with strokes and stuff. But when you look at kind of like the fist pumping and the way the people shout into the air, whatever they're shouting, you know, rah, 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 yeah. um, either because they've just got something over on the other person, you know, they've won a point, um, mm-hmm. or or they've the point so they kind of beat themselves up for it um so i i, I think that if you look at, at, at the kind of whole kind of sport conflict idea the most extreme for me is something like boxing where it starts off with before they actually start fighting they square up to each other mm. and you get the eye contact and you get the un, unharded and you kind of non-verbal stuff going on. Um, and and it, that is like a direct exercise of power, which then you've got to kind of get really worked up to um, when you're actually fighting. Yeah. You know? I mean, even before that, in boxing now, it's all it, it's such kind of theatre that, you know, in the days leading up to a big fight, the, the fighters will have a press conference and there'll be some kind of mock kind of, yeah, there's usually a brawl or a scrap at the press conference. <laughs> I think that's to be. I think that's all part of the show, actually, and all part of the, yeah, you know, making sure there's enough people 
paying the uh, pay-per-view box office, um, 15 quid, whatever it is, to, to watch the fight on the telly. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, for sure. I mean, yeah. And but, I mean, there are rules within boxing, aren't there? Obviously, you have to touch gloves before you fight and all that. And when the bell rings, yeah. you stop, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so there are certain rules. But within those rules, mm. there is a lot of... Uh, there are a lot of mind games beyond, you know, they're obviously very, you know, all elite sports men and women are, you know, in incredible physical shape generally. But, but if you take that concept of a boxing match and then you take it down into my everyday work and I start to look at couples mm. and they're kind of squaring up to each other and having the equivalent of a boxing match because, um, they you know, they've got to win you know, whether it's a divorce or whether it is, are we going to stay together? You know, yeah. that, that idea of winning and losing can be very active. And trying to get people to develop some equality is actually quite difficult because uh, not that many couples can do that. Mm. You know, one of them, me, I need to be dominant. Yeah, and I guess there's all sorts of ways that you can do that in a relationship on there. I mean, like around finances, who's in charge of the who's yeah. in charge of the dosh have you got a joint account that you share and is it mm. a case of you know all the money goes in there and it's like a free-for-all or do you have is it hey yeah. you can't spend that that's my money and all that kind of stuff and uh yeah uh it's always, it's always fascinating to hear about other couples and how how they do the kind of finances in the house um mm. in our place it's very much we've got one account and it all goes into there mm. and there's no there's no squabbling around you know who's owed what and that kind of thing whereas others you know for I'm not saying it's the right or the wrong way. I, th I think that people can hack out their own way of doing stuff. Yeah. Some people need to have their own resources kind of on one side so they feel safe. Mm. You know, and that kind of safety, I suppose, is an exercise of kind of power in a way because they, the money that they've got, the resources they've got, are the power that they use to give themselves security. Whatever. Mm. yeah yeah. Um, yeah fascinating but I mean in terms of like you know, well, bad behaviour if we're going to call it that from the uh, the Australian tennis player seeping through into kind of everyday life that we that, all, that everyone listening to this can kind of understand um, do you see so yeah do you see a lot of kind of bullying in the workplace and that kind of thing it, I'm, I'm using the word bullying there I think I think the tennis player that I'm talking about could be accused of, of kind of bullying behaviour on the court every now and again. And uh, Yeah. Uh, I, I see it all the time. But I, I think that you've only got to turn on the telly and, um, and watch what's going on in Parliament to see the, the use and the, and the abuse of power. Um, you know, there's, there's this issue at the moment about a politician who's been groping men and yeah. then the issue about who knows what about what. And then 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 the power politics come in, as in <clears throat> he knew all the time it was going on, and then he appointed him here and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So like you get the you get the egos starting to bash together in in the uh, the boxing ring of parliament. Yep. You know? Yep. Um so I think we see it all around us. Um and, and different kinds of bullying. I mean, certainly um, with the um, social media, the potential for uh, the misuse of power and the need to win, the need to get more followers or the need to put someone else down or to troll somebody 
<laughs> it's, it's all a part of that same kind of mindset for me. Yeah. It's fascinating, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess... <laughs> Well, the, the the podcast title that I initially put on here is 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 there a right way to win? But um, I mean, the the whole idea of winning, even within sport, and you've talked about it, creates a whole series. I mean, how many people have entered into Wimbledon this year on on either side of the draw? Hundreds of men, men and women have entered, and two will win the the kind of men and the women's yeah. finals. A few more in like the juniors and the. Yeah, uh, the doubles and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, most people are going to lose, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, and that's the interesting thing about sport for me. It, it, it's like it's like all those nine people will ever head off on the hundred yard race, and only one of them is going to be successful, and eight of them are going to be disappointed. Hmm. Which always seemed like crazy odds to me. <laughs> you know, why? Why would you do that to yourself? But people do. So. Roger Black was the the four hundred meter runner in the nineties when when I was yeah banging to me sport and watching it all over the show and he was in an, he he ran in an era when he was up against Michael Johnson um, you know one of the greatest runners of all time and he just yeah. he knew that he couldn't beat him you know it, and so for him the silver medal at a certain Olympic Games I can't remember which one um, ninety six or something like that ninety two maybe. His gold medal was the silver medal, and he said that very publicly. Uh, and he got the silver medal, and he was he was buzzing. So because uh, he just knew he could, and Michael Johnson was just too good. So but didn't didn't it turn out that was it Michael Johnson one that was taking the drugs? Oh no, that was a different one. That was a sprinter in the eighties. Yeah, that was a Canadian right. sprinter. This is this is a different Michael Johnson who was a very good winner. And you talk about running, winning the, the the right way and the wrong way. So he was a real clean cut guy. Um, you know, yeah. very kind of he didn't kind of rub it in anyone's faces when he run over the line and that kind of thing. Very gracious in in victory. He presents on the BBC now during our Olympic coverage. All right. He's like a real top fella. So I guess we're talking about winning the right way and the wrong way. It is possible to be to win things and to kind of. Yeah, not to rub it into people's faces and to kind of yeah make everyone feel like they're uh, they've lost. But, but the thing is that I I can remember when I went travelling hippie travelling, um, and we all had our different teachers, yoga teachers and whatever, and everybody had a copy of the Bhagavad Gita in their back pocket, and um, the the message all the time between the different disciples was my guru is better than your guru. <laughs> it was that. So like you're in exactly the same place. Yeah. About kind of power and, and winning, you know, mine's better. Mine's the best. I've got it. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, there's lessons we're taught in childhood. You know, my, my eldest son is quite a competitive lad. So he's, he want, he's been wanting to play football and, um, uh, any any sport really he wants to have a go at, but he's just started in cricket as well. So we're doing Sunday morning cricket yeah. and a tour in the Wirral and um, playing most most weekends, which is good fun. And uh, yeah, the cricket's a, a, a civilized sport, I, I guess posh folks would like to say, and, and it is. You know, and it, there, are, there are rules around how you celebrate, and at the end of the match, it's all hip hip hooray and all that kind of stuff. It's fascinating. Uh, but yeah, the team they played on Sunday were really good side actually. Uh, a few lads that were, and, and actually, it's mixed. It's mixed gender, so boys and girls that were, you know, very well drilled compared to the team that my lad yeah. 
plays in. Uh, so when they took a wicket, when they kind of bowled someone out, they would all kind of do that cricket thing where they all run into the middle and hug each other and high five and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it was all very civilized, but a part of it was to kind of uh, get in the faces of the opposition, you know, a little bit and kind of assert their superiority, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. we learn, we start learning these lessons early on, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think that that whole kind of ego um, thing is something that in our society is pushed over and over again. You know, whether it is, uh, I've got to have more filler in my face. So I win over you because I look better than you. Yeah. I know. You know that, I think it happens in every level of society in that sense. It does, yeah. And I, I almost went through an episode without talking about cars and bicycles. But yeah, I mean, that you know, the status we we derive from uh, the the car that's sat outside our house or on our driveway yeah. um, says a lot about who we are. And it's these little little wins uh, that we we try and one up ourselves a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm the same with bicycles. So I've got two very nice, uh, quite expensive bicycles. You know, so when I pull up on that. Um, uh, you know, next to another cyclist. You know, yeah. Am, I, am I kind of showing my uh, superiority or, yeah, call that a bike? Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah no, I, I think that's right, though, isn't it? But, I mean, even down to when you're at school and you're doing your work, it's like, who's got the best pen? You know, it, yeah. it, it, it comes into all areas of life, I think. Um, so how do we... It, it, it's it's to me it's like yeah it's okay to win but is it the taking part that was the thing mm. you know what I mean rather than the, than the winning kind so of yeah thing. trying to find a bit of a conclusion here then so how do we move beyond this kind of I mean people will win and lose I, I, I think that we have to accept it as normal behaviour for one okay. and for two we individually need to stand back from it and just think about what it is that we're doing. What are we getting involved in here? You know, mm. does it really matter that that person's bike, car, pen is better than yours? Yeah. You know? um, and and I, I think it's like a wake-up point, a mindfulness wake-up point. So how do we move beyond, like, how do we transcend all that ego stuff? And what is the ultimate... What do you see as the kind of ultimate aspiration for us then? Is, is like I, I think that the thing is that when I see you as myself, Ooh. then there is no winning. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Because we all win. And that idea that I keep believing on about if we all look after each other, we'll all be okay, mm. means that we all recognise each other and each other's needs and look after each other. You know, And then there is no, no kind of I'm better than you because we're all looking after each other. Yeah, I guess then bringing it back to that, get that. He played a match, this tennis player against a Greek player. And I think they had a bit of, I think they've got a bit of history and that was the spiciest one. So it was a Greek guy against a Greek guy. We could make judgments about kind of Greek temperament, couldn't we? I think that was kind of being alluded to in the in the commentary a little bit. Fiery, a couple of fiery Greek <laughs> players. But I mean, it actually, the, Nick Kyrgios. Got in the, the guy got in the mind of the other player so much that it was the other player that cracked and possibly should have been disqualified because he hit one ball. He, oh, twice, he hit two into the crowd, didn't hit the audience, the, anyone, thankfully. And he hit the ball twice at, at Nick Kirigos and hit him once actually with the ball. And I think he got a warning for that. So, uh, 
but I guess it, from what you just said there in terms of seeing us, you know, seeing ourselves as everything, when he, mm. when he hit the ball at the other player, he was hitting himself, wasn't he, really? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's interesting, that, isn't it? Because it, it's like, if you take that right the way through to like, who are the Russians fighting? Yeah. You know, they're fighting themselves, really. Mm. But uh, that's, that's a huge step to take for no, no. them to grab that. Yeah, it applies up to that level as well, doesn't it? All right, that's that's pretty deep. That's a pretty deep conclusion there. I quite like that. So that's given us lots to think about. Have you got a resource of the week, Sean, you're going to link to? Yeah, well, I, it, it's a Business Insider um, article, which is really interesting, which is about, um, it, it's like, where does mentally strong end and having a big ego begin? It's that kind of thing, which is which is good because that's the, the big ego gets out of hand. In, in any group of people, business or... All right, I'll link to that. Mine is a, mine is a WikiHow link, which is about vic, um, how to avoid becoming uh, a victim of bullying. So there's some good tips in there on how to yeah. spot it and how to kind of counter it a little bit. So, uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll good one. That. Yeah, I'll stick that in. All right, Sean, yeah, you're, uh, we're all, you're all done. You're all happy? Yeah, I'm good. I will right. see you next week. Yeah. Lovely to catch up. See you next time. Yeah, you take care. Toodaloo. See, see ya. Bye. Bye.